Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Prog Report interview. we got another great one for you today. You know, there's been a number of incredible releases that continue to come out this year. Another one on its way from the band Leprous. Their new album called Pitfalls is out on October 25th. And I'm really pleased to welcome the lead singer and songwriter of the band, Einar Solberg. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> hey, Einar. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. And you? Good, good, man. It's been a little while. We spoke, uh, I guess, for the last album a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if you remember, you played down here in, in uh, Florida, where I am. Uh, you did yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that tour with uh, Deer Hunter and, uh, yeah. right, was that the and, one? Uh, Between Bird and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there was one with, uh, with Haken With Haken, well. too, yeah. Um. So you've done, uh, you've you've been getting around the world, man. How, how are things? How are things going with you, with the band? Must be exciting right now. Yeah, everything is perfect. Uh, very like um, everything is great these days. Like uh, just preparing for the tour, you know, and working with some different things, promo promo for the album, etc., etc. So yeah, the usual things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, let, you know, let's let's get started. I, I got a bunch of stuff I'm curious about. Um, first of all, congrats on the new album. It's just amazing. Um, oh, thank you so much. It's it's. <laughs> I, I'm listening to it all the time, and I gotta tell you that alleviate song. It's just, it's a, it is a mind blower. It's, a, it's an oh, amazing. Thank you. thank you so much. Like an amazing <laughs> song, um, but you know, I'm curious. So, you've guys been basically releasing albums every two years. The Molina, the last one was 2017, and then you had, you know, 2015 was uh, Congregation, and and before that, um, are you guys trying to just keep things? on a constant momentum, continue, never taking a long break, kind of continue to build? Is this on purpose? You're not, you're not letting yourselves get a, a, you know, like a year off or anything like that? What would I do on the, with a year off? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't do music for any other reason than that I, that I love doing it, you know, so it's just like I have to kind of keep busy, you know. So um, I think that's like... Uh, we're talking about like um, some of the band members. I remember they were saying, "Yeah, maybe we should like kind of let the audience hunger a bit more for the next one," uh, which then ended up being Olivia. No, no, uh, the pitfalls. Uh, and uh, and in the beginning, I was like, "Yeah, fine." And then eventually, I started like, "Damn it!" But that means like next year I will have nothing to do. And then I realized, <laughs> and then I realized, no, 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 let's just. I, I want to write something and then yeah yeah well, no but, it's uh, good yeah. I mean are you are you noticing that I mean it seems to be that that the band is continues to grow in in popularity the audiences are getting bigger I mean is this something you guys are aware of yeah I mean it's it's a very gradual process of course but yeah there is of course certain expect expectations linked to a new album release of course especially this one where we invested so hard in the album you know like it's uh I think it cost, uh, I don't know, three times as much as Melina and ended up uh, taking three times as long time to do it uh, in the studio as well. So it's, a, it's a very big investment uh, for us, you know, like in both time-wise and money-wise. So, of course, there are certain expectations linked to this, uh, but so far, so good, I would say. And... Um, and um, 
and but in in general like we're we're satisfied with as long as everything is going forward uh, i'm dreading the day that it will take the opposite turn <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so well okay so that with that said you guys started off more with the metal sound right that's sort of the history of the band and now with mm-hmm. this album you really are stepping away from that i mean there's still a good it's still dark it's still leprous but there's a lot more electronica right a lot a lot more keyboards, a little, a little bit, uh, a little less metal focus. Um, mm-hmm. That was, um, you know, was that on purpose before you started writing, or just sort of that's what came out of you, but naturally. Yeah, yeah, it's it's what came out really. It's just like nothing that I really thought too much about, to be honest. Like metal is a kind of um, it's it's that it's a weird thing with metal because it seems to be such a strong identity thing for for people you know who listen to metal it's just like oh no it's not metal it was just like yeah, right. okay right. Uh, and I remember exactly that feeling myself you know and I even remember getting super upset if people cut their hair short you know <laughs> <laughs> like, right like Metallica did that you know that yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember I I was just like I, it felt like betrayal you know to to <laughs> the subculture that I belong to you know and but I'm I'm just like <laughs> surprised and I think it's a typical thing for younger people to have that kind of identity thing but I just get a little surprised that it's such a big deal to so many people still that like if it's metal or not does it matter that much either you like it or you don't and of course it's cool if you prefer aggressive music but i don't think really anyone only prefers aggressive music if they're honest with themselves uh at least i pretended to only like aggressive music when i was younger uh but of course deep inside i knew that it was bullshit but i was just like <laughs> right. a, a thing that i thing that i <laughs> yeah well how so, about, there's a lot of metal metal bands that love uh like abba for example right so that's sort of a thing. yeah but that's coming now later on, you know, like back before it was more like, no, 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 you cannot listen to that kind of stuff. So it's kind of, but it's like, um, it's strange because I do see that metalheads are for sure more open-minded than they used to be. But at the same time, it's still kind of like, oh, is it not metal? Is it metal? Is it metal? And, and for us, it's just like, I didn't honestly, didn't really think about it. It's just like, but the only problem with metal that I see is that is everything is on the max all the time. So it's kind of hard to reach a climax when the climax lasts through the entire album. Hmm. Um, so so that's kind of like some dynamics uh, that are missing in a lot of metal acts, for example. Like um, <clears throat> depending, of course. Uh, if it's a, on a song-to-song base, uh, then metal can work perfectly, you know. But a full album with like strictly metal, that to me is like looking uh, looking at a movie with a car chase through the whole uh, movie. Right. Yeah, I can see that. I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's the thing with what you guys do, especially on this album. I think even though it may not be the traditional metal like you're talking about, it still has the soul of it, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get from listening to the record. It still had it still hits you in the heavy moments. It still <coughs> it still has the darkness there when it needs to be. So I think I think in the it, mentally it's it's there uh, for Absol- me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but that you can also like say 
like imagine lots of soundtracks for example like for 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 a movie uh, then like imagine that you had just put the distortion guitars on there and it would be a metal track right away you know like it's like it's it's all about the like i think it's that it's quite Metal is has turned into quite often be a quite um, cinematic uh, with orchestral genre at least many bands, yeah. uh, and um, and we are still very much so a uh, very cinematic ba- uh, band, um, um, and um, and there is a lot of like you get a lot of that kind of darkness from from that kind of music uh, too, you know, like. Um, uh, Change the violins to uh, 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 electric guitars, and suddenly you have a, a, a metal track right away. You know, like yeah. it's 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 right, kind of right. a bit. Uh, so okay, so you after you finished this record uh, and you you listen back to it, was there any nervousness about you know release what what fans might think releasing it or none none at all. No, not nervous. No, no. It's just like uh, we know that it's just like uh, uncontrollable. You know what they will think anyway. Like, um, (laughs) (laughs) so if we had done the same album, we would get a lot of people who were very dissatisfied with it, and uh, they would say like, "Oh, damn it! What happened to Leprous? They always used to evolve, and now they just stayed the same." And blah, right, blah, right, blah, right, blah. right. And so, <laughs> so you, no matter no matter what you do, like there is always going to be some people who have a, an opinion about it that is not going to be positive, you know. So, so of course it would be a bit disappointing if you got like you released the album and oh oh there is almost no one who likes it. Okay, then of course, but so far that hasn't happened with us, and I don't think it's going to happen this time either. And, I, I don't think and, so and, either. No, the, the the album is awesome, and I think uh, yeah. uh, I, I I think people will love it just as well. And it is it is it's really really great. It's it's one of my Thank favorites. Thank you so much. Um, so, you know, when you were writing this stuff and putting it together, uh, was there a moment where, you know, sometimes I've heard bands say this, where they write in the process and they, they come across one song and when they finish that one song, they go, that, that's what the album is supposed to be, this song. Now, this is the sound we were looking for. Was that any particular song or moment that you had that where you went, this is what I've been looking for for this one? No, because my brain works so I'm such a in, intuitive person. So my brain just works so randomly. You know, I just like we just, I just uh, I'm not like that kind of careful planner to say it like that. That oh, that's the sound, or this is how uh, I, I like to keep my options open until the very, very last. Uh, um, yeah, until basically the mastering starts. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so so it's been a super open process, and you can hear that on the album. It's there isn't one sound on this album. You know, you have Alleviate and the Sky Is Red on the same album, and there's two like extremely different songs. Um, so <clears throat> there isn't like I feel this album is kind of a bit more like an every song for itself kind of album a little bit uh compared to Melina and especially the congregation had more like had a special kind of sound to it you know that that's the congregation sound and you you recognize that sound right away you know um but but this new album is more a bit, a bit more schizophrenic i would say uh, 
Well, yeah, there's some, there's some songs that are really different. I mean, uh, what's the one? Uh, I Lose Hope, I think, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. So, like something I, I haven't heard you guys do. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, but I love. It's one of my favorite songs in the record. I think it's oh, just nice. really, really nice. cool. So you know, how does that? How does let's talk about a song like that, for example? How does something like that mm-hmm. come about? Yeah, that one is very interesting because that was one of the worst sketches uh, when I wrote them at first, and it was just like it was like, ah, should we take it to studio or should we not? And we're just like, okay, let's just bring it and we'll see what we can do about it. But then, like, so everybody was kind of very focused when they were doing that one to try to add something, to try to, like, make it better. There was always this focus on trying to make that song better because it wasn't very good to begin with. <laughs> so, 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 so that ended up, like, uh, really, really paying off, you know, that, like, okay, so everyone was so focused now that, we managed to, to get that song to be the least favorite, to be definitely uh, on on one song that we really really appreciate, you know. So, um, so yeah, it, it was um, uh, so so Bard and C- Simon started like changing up like the vibe and the groove a little bit, you know. So you hear that kind of almost like drum and bass, like kind of almost a little bit hip hop uh, groove to it in the beginning there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, you could have easily heard uh, Dr. Dre started rapping on that uh, beat in the beginning, you know. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, definitely, it's. Uh, but but then again, it, it's not. It's definitely not a hip hop track. It just has a little bit of that like swing to it, you know, that we we haven't done before. Uh, so so yeah, I think that's how that song became so so different, you know, because it it was kind of very. Uh, impulsive somehow and like uh, we just had to try to make make it go somewhere so yeah we did yeah with uh with alleviate which also has an amazing video that just came out which is uh really really cool as well if anybody hasn't checked it out uh you know that song the payoff is really really just right there at the end was there any Mm -hmm. different arrangements when you did that one that that had you know the more instrumentation earlier on or was it was it initially written like no let's just keep it keep it keep it until until the explosion at the very end so uh, i remember very well writing um, that song and it was like uh, i was on a cabin trip with the tour and we were gonna write uh, stuff we not together but like separately on each our computer because uh, i don't know it's just I think it's easier to work alone when I work and then you can kind of have uh, work together afterwards, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I re- and on that trip I re- wrote actually both um, three songs that are, are on the album actually. So uh, Observe the Train, uh, Alleviate and uh, Foreigner. So, so those three songs. Uh, uh, but uh, I remember very well that the Alleviate was the shitty one of those three, you know, of those sketches. Uh, it was a very, uh, because it was very bad. It was terrible. Like, it, it was like insanely bad. It was just like, it was just like we had a rule that, okay, we have to stop after a certain amount of, so to give, give us some pressure time-wise. Uh, so... I just threw away almost everything I had and I just kept that super silly chord progression that uh, is on the chorus, like the, the most used pop uh, or <laughs> progression ever, you know, like it, 
uh, and um, and it's also like I had a little bit of that. Oh, the verse I had it that like burp, burp, and that was the only thing that I had there that was that I was sort of happy with. So, there, but I kept it, and I was I thought the song was a bit embarrassing to be honest. And <laughs> but then like uh, for a while, like I just put on the um, all the sketches on shuffle. And I try and I just make try to make vocal lines on them often when I'm driving or out walking or but this time I was driving and suddenly came to that song and then I was just like oh, okay oh, well why not I'll try to make some vocal lines and then suddenly I made those vocal lines both on the verse and the chorus vocal lines like right away and they just came to me quite quickly and I was just oh okay this is there's quite strong line so I'll just keep the lines and then. I'll just try to fix the song, you know, like, uh, and build them around these lines and try to make everything more interesting, you know, and uh, to make it so that it's always been so that was kind of the story of that song, you know, I got uh, something, yeah, so it's, uh, it kind of uh, it reminds you that it's good to never throw away something and you're until you're completely sure that you've tried out all the different uh, well, you hear that all the time from bands that have written big hits, right? Where they say, oh, we wrote that song at the end of the album and we thought it sucked, you know, mm-hmm. and then it, it's and then it becomes, you know, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi or something. Yeah. You know? And it's just like the biggest song ever. They, you never yeah. know. You never know. You never know. And and that's the thing, you know, like with the, whereas, for example, Below, that was one that I wrote with the vocal lines and everything, the whole arrangement. Uh, at the very beginning of the process, so everyone, all of us knew that that song is going to make it to the album from the beginning, because we heard that okay, this has a strong melody, you know, we, we will definitely keep this one because it it was already quite finished. So, so every song has a kind of a different story behind it, so so yeah. to speak, on how it's made and done. How much of the writing for you, with the lyrics especially, comes from? personal experiences do you really dig deep into that kind of stuff and write or are you just you know it's from stuff you read or you know stories where does that come from uh, so on this album it's 100 percent personal experiences and i've always also been open about that in all interviews this time that i kind of felt that i because the whole process was a uh, whole writing process for me was done during a really difficult period uh, where I was struggling a lot with anxiety and depression. And, and so so I kind of uh, definitely just uh, every lyric that I wrote for this album is about uh, how it was before, during, after, like, and, and how to kind of get through these kind of things. And and so it's definitely like a very, very personal album. And even those three lyrics that Tor wrote uh, for the album, which was uh, I Lose Hope at the Bottom and uh, um, uh, By My Throne, uh, those three songs, it's, it's also written kind of in um, in something that I can recognize myself in 100%, you know, that I can might as well sing from my point of view. So, yeah. Yeah, at the bottom is another just great song. It has a very cool breakdown towards the end with the orchestration mm-hmm. and all that. Just fantastic. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. Um, the band also seems to play kind of within the song, right? So there's less. 
uh, you know, instrumentality kind of, you know, like mm. the proggy stuff going on, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Bard is like, sort of holding back on the drums a little bit. I mean, was this by mm-hmm. design also? Did you guys have to talk to each other and say, listen, let's just, within this song, this this song is going to be like this. So let's keep it. Or again, does, does this stuff just sort of happen naturally? I, 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 very naturally. Like uh, I didn't give, I didn't really give any kind of limitations to Bard, for example, um he just did exactly what he wanted to do you know um and um and he did like uh, and i think he made super mature choices because for me music shouldn't be about uh, um, like showing off <laughs> yeah it, it shouldn't music shouldn't be impressive to me music should be emotions um yeah. Uh, of course, you can be impressed, of course, by some things here and there, and and but uh, but in general, like um, it's just um, it was just a completely natural thing. That's kind of where we are musically these days. It's it's we just more want to kind of to make it sound great, you know, like every to mean everything you do, you know, and to arrange it so so the songs are gonna sound really good live, you know, because. A lot of bands uh, kind of just they do too much, so it ends up sounding a bit weak live because uh, it's it's not arranged properly for live use. You know, it's it's arranged so that you you can make it work in the studio, but it doesn't work live. So it's kind of been always important for us to keep that flow in the music, and, and even more so now. So. Yeah, Bord is definitely showing some restraint, but uh, some of the stuff he's playing is super uh, hard, you know. Uh, so, it, uh, but it's it's uh, it's more subtle, maybe. Um, but especially on like the sky is red, you can hear, yeah, of course that it's very, uh, yeah, yeah technical and right, yeah, and that's the that's the big long song at the at the end of the album, which is. Uh... Which will make all the the proggers really happy that there's a you know, yeah, yeah. Ten, ten plus minute song on there. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. you know the tours uh, getting underway soon. I mean, uh, you know what what are the plans? Are you going to be playing a lot from the new album? Are you going to be mixing it up? What are you guys going to be doing on the road? We're going to do like we've done before and uh, change the set list pretty much every day. So <laughs> oh cool. Uh, so there's going to be a different show every night, um, and we're going to kind of try to keep every vibe of each night kind of unique for that whole place and for that night and for that audience you know and try to kind of yeah to to have a different vibe every night do you have a uh, favorite song from from the back catalog that you always want to play is there one that's like your favorite that gets you you know the most excited to do live um i mean we have to consider a few things it's not only like there is there are some songs that I really liked. If you, if I go far back, I always liked uh, to play um, "Acquired Taste," for example, over like a bit older songs, mm-hmm. uh, because it kind of goes very well together with what we're doing now. And uh, um, and uh, I like uh, to play and and actually several of the Molina songs they always work really like from the flame always works fine live and it always gets great feedback. Yeah. And um, I always like seeing uh, Mirage. Mirage Mirage Live is great. 
Yeah, it it was a lot of fun, but we played it so much that now we got a little bit tired of it, <laughs> and, and it started to be like, yeah, to play it live, it's it's a lot of fun. But now we find it's more fun when we don't play it every single night. Uh, when we kind of play it here and there, uh, then it's more fun. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, what uh, you know? Are you guys currently? Do you listen to anything else that's going on? While you're, you know, either working on an album or you're done, are you, if you, you know, sometimes when a band's recording, they just, they tune out everything. They don't listen to any other music that's going on. Yeah, that... it's been a little bit like that, of course, but, uh, but there are some, I, I hear some new things here and there. I, I like after I toured with the uh, Bent Knee, for example, I got really into their stuff. Uh, I think it's uh, an amazing band and I think they're very unique. Um, so that's a band that I really appreciate a lot uh, and and then I heard in another band that uh, I really liked recently I think they were called Another Sky um, it was a, a British band quite new band uh, that I uh, liked a lot um, but then it's a lot of the same stuff that I always loved you know like uh, <laughs> Radiohead and you know like these different, right. different bands you know. I mean, I could see that tour that you guys did, Bentney, uh, <laughs> you guys, and Haken. I could that that tour should be forever, all the time. That's a, <laughs> it was such a great lineup, and yeah, it's also three all, super different takes, you know, on three the... three different styles, but all like just just destroy live. All three bands <laughs> are just ridiculous live, um, <laughs> and. Uh, it's it's tremendous. I the uh, I wanted to ask you about the um, the last tour when you had the cello player come on and do sort of the opening bit and then keep that going. Mm -hmm. That that was a really cool thing for the set. Is that something you're going to do again or or you're going to change he, it? Up? Uh, he is definitely going to play with us. And sometimes maybe me and him will do some improvised sections during the show. You know where we do some because everything he do is improvised most of the time. Uh, except when he plays the songs, you know, but everything in between is kind of uh, improvised stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, we're probably going to have some fun on some shows, but I don't think we will start the show the same way because uh, in a way that to mark a new right. a new era, in a way, to, to, it's, it feels unnatural for us to start in the same way as we did, you know. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that. That it was really cool. Um, and you're planning to come back to the U.S., right? I'm, I'm hoping yeah, at yeah. some point. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, of yeah. course. All right, very cool. Uh, all right, man. Well, listen, I'm really excited. I love, uh, I love the band. I love the new album. It's one of the best albums this year. Uh, oh, it, you know, so uh, the album's called Pitfalls. Comes out October 25th. Everybody should check this out. And you can check out the new single Alleviate right now on YouTube and Spotify and everything else. And it's tremendous. Good luck with the record. Good luck with the tour. And uh, you know, thank you so a, much. Have a great time. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you. My right. Talk to All you right. soon. Bye. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Thanks to Einar for the interview. Don't forget to check out their new album, Pitfalls, out on October 25th. For upcoming news and interviews, please check theparkreport.com. Follow us on Facebook, at The Park Report on Twitter and Instagram, or download the podcast on all our podcast networks. We're going to close with a track off of Pitfalls. This is Alleviate. Thanks. <laughs> Where my weight is gone 
Wait. 